0: Welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad Nall. This is the place where we talk real and we live Jesus. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Chad Nall and I have a question. The question is how many have cried out this very phrase once or more in their life? Lord, help me. Lord, help me. The scripture today we'll be doing our reference from is Matthew chapter 15. We'll be looking at verses 21 through 28. Listen to what the Word of God says. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, "'Send her away, for she crieth after us.' "'But he answered and said, "'I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel.' "'Then came she and worshipped him, saying, "'Lord, help me.' "'But he answered and said, "'It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs.' "'And she said, "'Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table.' Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Lord, help me. When we have tried everything else and we've exhausted all the resources that we have available, we then resort to this phrase. It takes soul-stretching faith to call out to the Lord, and know He will deliver you from your trouble. You see, God exhibits and He honors faithfulness. Psalm 105 says, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Every time you see a rainbow, remember that God is faithful. He keeps His promises. Every time you pick up a Bible, remember that He said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away every time you partake of communion every time someone answers the invitation remember that he said lo i am with you always even unto the end of the world and when you stand on the brink of death remember his promise in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye you know; and the way, ye know. Can I tell you this? Can I tell you this morning? Our God is faithful, even when we are not. So as I draw your attention back to the text this morning, in Matthew 15, I want you to notice some things about this Syrophoenician woman. First, I want you to notice her obstacles. Let me say this morning, this woman did not place these obstacles on her life. These obstacles were not against uh, were not against her by her own doing. However, she had to overcome them anyway. You know, many of us have obstacles in our life. You may uh, be going into work today or maybe you're going to a doctor's appointment today. Maybe there's going to be an obstacle that is in your way. Can I say this morning, you have to overcome them anyway? You have to trust the Lord and overcome them anyway. You see, we live in a world of entitlement today, and uh, no matter what obstacles are in our society, no matter what obstacles that that are in our way, our society says, just give it to them anyway. We're in a day where there are many people who just give up and quit. This Seraphonician woman, she had several things that were against her. Her nationality was against her. She was not a Jew. She was a Gentile. And let me tell you, it was hard to overcome that because her nationality was directly connected to her spirituality. And so it was important to understand that her gender was against her. She was a woman in a man's world at this time in society. Women didn't handle business. They didn't speak out concerning spiritual issues. So this was an obstacle she had to overcome. Hey, listen, Satan was against her. He's also against you. If you'll notice in verse 22, it says, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. You see, one of Satan's demons had taken control of her daughter's life. It even seems in verse 23 that the disciples were against her. They said, send her away, for she crieth after us. The disciples didn't want her slowing them down, so they encouraged Jesus to either deal with her or send her away. And for a time, it even seemed like Jesus may have been against her in verse 23, it says, but he answered her not a word. Jesus did not even answer the woman at first. With all these obstacles against her, the woman did not give up. She determined to overcome her challenge with faith. Believers today give up way too soon. Christians fight for what you need. Husbands, fight for your wives. Wives, fight for your husbands. Parents need to fight for their children. We don't give up. We don't quit. We fight. When we operate in faith, the problem is always smaller than your God. Always smaller than your God. But then we see that Christ had some responses to this woman. First, he was silent. In verse 22, uh, you know, it, it's amazing that Jesus did not speak to her. He would not say a word unto her. You see, this the, the issue was the Gentile woman approached Jesus in the wrong way. She approached him on Jewish terms by calling him son of David. Gentiles were not saved by first coming, uh, becoming Jews. So Jesus did not respond to her at all. Of course, this title did reveal her faith in him as the Messiah of God for son of David was the name for the Messiah. Since she came to him on Jewish terms, he was silent. However, he knew her heart and even his silence encouraged her to continue asking. He also refused. Look in verse 23. When Jesus failed to answer her and she persisted with her appeal, the disciples urged Jesus to send her away. They seemed to be asking, Lord, why don't you just go ahead and help this woman? She isn't going to give up until you do something. Jesus' response to the disciples in verse 24. Jesus was saying to his disciples, I'm not sent but into the house, the sheep. I'm not sent but into the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He had come to offer to his own people the kingdom promised through David centuries before. Thus, it was inappropriate for him to bring blessings on Gentiles before blessings fell on Israel. But the woman was not easily discouraged. She saw in Jesus the only chance to help her child. If we look at the patience and the persistence of this Gentile mother in verse 25, on her knees she pleaded, Lord, help me. This time she avoided any messianic titles she came as a sinner needing help she offered no argument jesus answered her when she called him lord listen 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 to what romans 10 verses 12 and 13 says for there is no difference between the jew and the greek for the same lord for the same lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved Jesus' delay was a test of her faith. Look at his rebuke in verse 26. He, uh, listen, we, we see his reply. Jesus did not call her a dog the way the Pharisees would have addressed the Gentile. The Greek word means a little pet dog, and not like the filthy mutts that ran the streets and ate the garbage. The children referred to here, of course, is the people of Israel. Jesus was not playing games with the woman, nor was he trying to make the situation more difficult. He was drawing out of her a growing response of faith. Because if you notice in verse 27, she immediately seized on his illustration about the children's bread, which was exactly what he wanted her to do. We may paraphrase her reply. Listen, it is true that we Gentiles do not sit at the table as children and eat the bread, but even the pet dogs under the table can eat some of the crumbs. Man, what a tremendous testimony of faith. We need some crumb snatching faith. As believers today, listen, he rewarded her faith. It was that crumb snatching faith that Jesus acknowledged. Notice how he responded in verse 28. He immediately healed her daughter. It was worth, listen, it's worth saying that both of the persons in the gospel of Matthew who had great faith were Gentiles. The Canaanite woman and the Roman centurion. In both cases, Jesus healed the one in need from a distance. What an indictment. Against the Jews that the two people Christ commended for their great faith were both Gentiles. These two with great faith are not mentioned in Hebrews 11, which is considered the hall of faith. So that tells me just because you are not written in the hall of faith doesn't mean God will not honor your faith. The woman's faith was great because she persisted in asking and trusting when everything seemed against her. Her race was against her. She was a Gentile. Her sex was against her. For most Jewish rabbis paid little attention to women. It seemed that the disciples were against her. Then Christ's words might have led her to believe that even he was against her. All of these obstacles only made her persist in asking. So let me ask you a question this morning. What obstacles are against you? Is your faith greater than these obstacles? Can you simply come with one plea on your lips this morning before the Lord? Lord, help me. Have a great day. I hope and pray that you'll go out and fight the fight. I hope and pray you'll go out today and overcome the obstacles in which is before you. God bless and look forward to talking to you soon. If you need to contact me, go to chattinallministries.org and hit the contact page. God bless and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad all the place where we talk real and live Jesus. Be sure to tune in next week as we focus on another area of ministry in the local church.